This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and we are 84 days away from the NFL Draft in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome in to the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. Taste you can depend on, and you can depend on us to investigate and educate here on a big week for the NFL Draft process. Senior Bowl practices conclude today. The actual game on Saturday, Shrine Bowl practices are in the rearview mirror, and the actual game, the Shrine Bowl, takes place tonight. At 7 o'clock Central Time inside Fort Center at the Star in Frisco. We've got Zach Wolchuk, Nick Harris, Aisha Morrison, Brian Broaddus, I'm Kyle Yeomans. How's everybody doing? Nick, you had an early flight this morning. Got yeah. back in in time. Yeah, me and Scott Purcell from a little down the way. We uh, made our way in from Mobile this morning. 5.25 a.m. flight. Ready to rock. Let's get it. That's the type of draft process. <laughs> dedication yeah that i admire we were all very jealous of you getting to be at those practices and get to uh get a, a close and personal look at some of these guys man yeah. i'm sure it was a blast out there in mobile but we appreciate your dedication and hard work to be here right now yeah yeah me too me too zach no it was great it was my first time out there for the senior bowl i had been to mobile many a times in my previous job for different events but going for that event i mean that's something that the town really comes out for yeah. it's a it's really special whenever you're out on the town at night i mean you see scouts everywhere you see media pers- uh, personnel everywhere everywhere it's it's a really it's a really interesting event i mean the, the town turns into like a mini nfl town for mm-hmm. uh you know those few days so um and, and we're gonna dive into you know everything from the from the senior bowl as far as evaluations go different position groups i think there were some guys that really helped their stock guys that hurt their stock this week so it's gonna be fun man and you're talking about mobile turning into a mini nfl town just wait till you experience the combine yeah like, it's <laughs> oh. gonna be so fun <laughs> It's the best. Uh, With that being said, I mean, there's a lot that happened, like you said, ups and downs of the Senior Bowl week. And you're going to have a lot of that as the the draft process goes on. But who was the best that you got your eyes on all week long? Who was the number one guy? We'll talk deeper depth, but I want to know who was the best. Um, Nick Harris is MVP of Senior Bowl week. uh, I guess you got to go with Jackson Powers Johnson. I mean, if I'm looking at one guy who consistently performed on both days, you know, if you would have asked me after day one, it would have been Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma, but then he didn't have as strong of a day two. Mm. uh, Lost some reps. Um, I could also throw in Darius Robinson out of Missouri. Talk uh, about it. rusher. Yeah, I I think he's going to be a first-round guy. Talk about it. So, First round guy, really. So, so. He, he he made himself some money over he a couple did. of days. He was there. really fun at Missouri. Like Quick his twitch. tape is fun. Yeah, yes. but uh, it was just like, what are you getting out of the guy? Sure. So yeah. seeing him against different competition was really nice. Yeah, I'm stamping him right now. I, yes. I'm, I'm putting that first round stock on him. Okay. Um, I, I really like what I saw from him. But I want to talk about Jackson Powers Johnson. Both days performed well, lining up at left guard, center, right guard. I mean, he he played everywhere in the interior. Uh, really good anchor, really good base. I I, I loved what I saw from him. Um, he kind of tweaked his hamstring um, towards the end of practice yesterday. I, I'm curious. We're, we've got the Senior Bowl here on uh, in the TV here in the studio. Curious to see if he's back out there today, but um, I don't think he needs to be. I, I think, you know, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, you know, hey, you know, the Cowboys Twitter, they're starting to look at Jackson Powers Johnson as a potential option there at 56. <laughs> now you're hoping he'll be there at 24. Right. I, I mean, this is a top 20 type guy, and I think even if he does slip outside of the top 20, you look at a center needy team, 
the Miami Dolphins at 21. Mm-hmm. And if you somehow get past them, then you're okay maybe. But I, I just don't – I'm starting to not see how Jackson Powers Johnson slips to 24. But nevertheless, he made himself a lot of money this week. Uh, I really like what I saw from him. I'm a little surprised that you didn't say anything about Liatu Latu. Oh, wait. Liatu Latu? Liatu Latu. Well, yes, before one guy, and I kind of give you two. but I know, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but none of them were Latu. Yeah, I, you were I, very impressed with him. Yeah, I'll touch on Liatu Latu. Probably one of the more craftier pass rushers I've ever seen uh, at this level, at this stage of his career. Uh, when you when you com- uh, combo what he can do with his hands, what he can do with his athleticism, I mean, he's, he's really talented. Um, he was lining up against some of the stronger tackles in the class or the stronger tackles that were there in Mobile. He was able to get around them on a consistent basis. I mean, he was coming inside. He was coming around the edge. I mean, whenever Latu lined up, you did not know what he was going to do. There was one play that really stuck up, stuck out to me about uh, Latu from the week, though, and I, I mentioned this to Kyle when we were on the phone yesterday being nerds and sickos about this whole thing. <laughs> we spent um, 35 minutes on, like, a drive home, and it probably could have gone for an hour and 30 Yeah, and you almost got in, like, two wrecks on the way. It was Dude, I was yelling at other cars. <laughs> oh, wow. Ridiculous. We had some yeah, road rage dude, happening. it was so bad. Yeah, I'd be like yeah christian haynes and he'd be like oh my expletive 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 um but anyway uh, i don't say expletives don't say that you you said expletive the word you know because you don't cuss um (laughs) but anyway uh, there was one play that stuck out to me about latu it was a play where they were in in team drills so 11 on 11 michael Penix was the quarterback Mm -hmm. and latu had him confused from snap to finish so what latu did was he dropped back in coverage and when he dropped back in coverage Penix did not really expect that because he was trying to hit a crosser over the middle it kind of uh, confused uh, the passing lane right there for uh uh, for Penix. what latu was able to do so he was like okay let me roll out and try to follow this crosser and kind of get around latu because he's not going to follow me he's a defensive lineman he followed him step for step and then he just kind of picked up that crosser and became like a coverage linebacker in a way uh in a sense right there and then Penix threw it out of bounds he threw it out of bounds in a practice setting and it was just like okay yeah yeah Latu he's he's smart he got him he's 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 violent whenever he wants to rush the passer he's really good but whenever he needs to turn on those instincts he's even better and I, I really like what I saw from Latu that's a top 10 top 15 pick in my book I, I love mean, what he's, you're saying he's awesome he, those are the kind of differences you're looking at with some of these edge rushers one I mean for his size the unique athleticism he has but his bend, but he's got an arsenal of pass rush moves. Mm-hmm. He's not just like a one single tool on the tool belt kind of guy. That's why him and a guy like Chop Robinson from Penn State, yeah. those are the two dudes that kind of stand out to me. They're rare with their speed, their timing off the edge, their ability to bend, their quick twitchiness, but also they've got a multitude of different ways to beat you along with having quick and violent hands. But I mean, the pass, the, the, the ability to drop off in coverage, I mean, I don't think a lot of is a guy that you want to see do that a ton, yeah. but with his size and his yeah length he can cause issues and something else about law too i mean i was kind of looking him up and down he can add 20 25 pounds to his frame and i wonder if he can retain that same athleticism but i think he could i mean his his legs are still kind of lanky he's got room to grow in his arms as well i mean once he gets in an nfl weight type program he, he can really develop into a very scary defensive way yeah, he, he's, he's he, gonna he be can fun be. he can be a terrifying presence off the edge it's just tough because he's got you know his previous stop Washington's like, look, dude, we're, you're, you're not playing football anymore. Then he goes to UCLA and continues to play. So those are two guys. I know another name that I've just been seeing, and I'm sure you can highlight on him, and we've talked about him on the draft show. A lot of these guys really popped that we've talked about to make us look good, but Peyton Wilson yeah. from NC State. Mm-hmm. The dude's been wrecking. I mean, they've got these the next-gen stats. They've got the mile per hour that they're tracking. These guys have been the fastest linebacker there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, but you got to judge the medical, the risk-reward. For me, those are two guys. You watch them on tape. They're just football players players 
I think they're worth taking the risk for me. Yeah. But then again, for other people in that room, they might say, I'm not even putting them on our board right now. Yeah, that's going to be a question. I think medical's coming out of combine. We've talked about that with Peyton Wilson. That's going to be the big question. And every franchise is going to feel different about that, right? So, you know, like you said, one team, nah, we're good. Other team, hey, let's let's check on those medicals on yeah. Wilson at combine. Let's kind of see. From my perspective, he does not move like a guy that has had knee surgery, shoulder surgeries. I mean, he's he's active. He's violent. He's fast. That 20.82 miles per hour was the fastest on-field speed from all linebackers on day one. He paired that on day two. I mean, it, it was fun because it was him and Cedric Gray from North Carolina that were in mm. that linebacking core for the, uh, for the American team. And those guys were just flying across the place in team drills. I mean, it was really fun to see. They were communicating well with each other. One thing that really stood out to me about Peyton Wilson was that communication factor. He's wearing the green dot for that defense okay. this week. He's been awesome for them. Uh, talked to a few of the coaches on the coaching staff for the American team, and they love what Peyton Wilson brings to the team off the field and what he's been able to do from a communication standpoint. So if you're looking for a guy who also kind of needs to be able to step in and be able to be that kind of leader on day one, Peyton Wilson's your guy And as that's well. exactly what we were talking about last week while you were out there. I wonder if you heard anything similar about Cedric Ray because he's another dude to me from, where? from North Carolina. When you watch Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson, I think Cedric Ray is a taller version of, Se of Jeremiah Trotter Jr. He's 6'3 compared to just the 6 foot. But instincts, ability to rally to the football, sideline to sideline speed. And you mentioned the communication there, so I wondered, can Cedric Gray kind of be that field general as well? Well, yeah. Cedric, um, if I'm not mistaken, he said he's a, he's a will. And so I guess, like, pairing them together was cool to see also, too. But when you talk about uh, Peyton Wilson, mm -hmm. dog, like, we talk about true Mike <laughs> linebacker. He's big. Dog, I was just so impressed with the – you mentioned the speed. It transfers so well all over the field. I mean, his hips are just crazy. And you don't see a guy that's – had a whole bunch of injuries because yeah. also too you worry about okay is he gonna play timid is he gonna be a no, there is just none of that in this game. And also, too, you mentioned uh, how good he is off the field. You, The game looks so much slower to him than everybody else, to me, when he's out there. So you talk about the IQ and the processing and the ability to react. I I, I understand the medical stuff, too. I, I would be giving it a second look, depending on also, too, what your core looks like, what your linebacking core looks like. Because it's also like, okay, do I want this guy – out there every single snap right. maybe I don't know how you decide to do that but I do think the depth that you have in your room depending on what team it is plays, plays a factor in whether you decide to bring a guy like this in but I think he's one of the truest mics I've seen in a minute yeah the thing with the the thing with Wilson that's interesting and it, it reminds me so much and here we have a trotter and a draft <laughs> and in 1998 we had to make a determination of Jeremiah Trotter senior in his knee you know and where where's the value of the player you know, where's the value of the risk and the reward? Where's the doctor? And, you know, the Cowboys have one of the best doctors in Dan Cooper yeah. in the country that could tell you, like, but, you know, I, I just remember with Jeremiah Trotter Sr., 10 games or 10 years, I can't tell you that. You know, you have to evaluate. There's going to have to be a call from somebody within an organization that's going to have to say, man, we like this guy too much. Let's go. Let's just take this guy. Or, we can't deal with it. We've, you know, and the Cowboys don't have a great history with linebackers that have been hurt. Mm -mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I no, mean, there's some guys that have been tremendous players in this organization that have, you know, that have come in with medical conditions, and it hasn't. It's ended for them way before it should have ended. Even recent history, yeah, like yeah. very recent yeah. history, yeah, yeah absolutely, it's happened like that, no doubt. Yeah, and and, and, the, and the, the sad thing about it is 
Overshow now becomes a guy who has a medical condition for you, mm. you know, and yeah, so, so you know that's that's the thing. And you know they gambled on Leighton Van Der Esch, and it it you know he he had a nice career, but it 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 could have been so much more if maybe he wasn't dealing with so much before he even got here. Yeah, they might be out of that. I, I, I personally, I mean, as far as the Cowboys and drafting linebackers that have had health issues, I mm. feel like at this point. You've seen it multiple times. Jalen Smith. You've also seen it with Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah. And then now you've seen it with, with who's the third guy? Well, there's Damone Clark Damone Clark, too. who yeah. had yeah. the injury as yep. well that you caught. Well, you. Yeah, you caught it. Yeah. And I don't want to dig a grave for Damone Clark. No, Damone no, no, Clark's no, 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 no. playing out of position, and yeah. he, he played a Abs- ton of snaps this year, absolutely. and he was healthy through it all. But He surprised me he played last year. Yes, yes, he did. I mean, that's, that yeah. was a shock in its own right. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm not. I don't. Yeah, absolutely not digging on him, especially with him playing yeah. out of position. But I will say that with this club, you you look at the track record. Maybe they are a little bit more hesitant. But that player is just scared. No, he don't crazy, make money. Dog. That <laughs> oh, player no, is crazy. I'm not passing yeah. on going seeing him kick I, I, butt, I, make Pro Bowl somewhere else. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> maybe in Washington. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I, it always <laughs> reminds me the story again of uh, Dr. McKenzie in Green Bay and him failing uh, Larry Allen. You know, and our general manager would walk up to Dr. McKenzie and goes, see that number 73? He's going to kick our ass today. Yeah. That's the guy you failed on the physical right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, you know, we'll, we'll see. It, the, those physicals. But the thing about Wilson, the ball goes towards him, too, mm-hmm. by the way. And I don't mean the ball. I mean, I mean, it gets knocked in the air and he's there. It gets thrown on the ground. He's there. Yeah. He's one of these guys that has that type of ability, that instinct. Uh, right place, right time. Being able to finish, man, you would have, you would have, you would have done anything to have one of those guys playing for you this year. Mm-hmm. You know, as you went through the season. Yeah, you have to have a guy with instincts. I think if you're yeah. drafting a linebacker, it has to be a smart one in that second level. Yeah. And that's what really stood out to me whenever I had those conversations sure. about Wilson with the coaching staff, yeah. American, and and they were they were very complimentary of what he brings to to that to that area of the field. And you can yeah. see that in team drills as well. I mean, he's not miss he's not misreading gaps. His gap discipline's strong. I mean, he's coming around the edge on on fire yeah. whenever he does want to rush the passer. So I mean, this is a guy I would take. I'm I'm not concerned. One of the best players I've ever scouted in my life was a guy named Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. And Luke Keekley, yeah, Luke Keekley was, he was an okay guy. player. He's pretty good. This is this is wild because Peyton Wilson told me uh, yeah. yesterday that that's Luke his... Keekley is his guy. Like yeah. that's who he models you, you, this game you, you after. Watch, you, you watch, you watch, you watch Boston College tape when Luke Keekley played, and he made every single tackle. He was around every single ball. He was he was always in the mix. And you talk about the instincts. That's the yeah. headiness. That's too. the something. And you're really good with scheme. You like when you when you evaluate. I always follow you because I like what you talk about with scheme. One of the things that these Cowboy linebackers, I think, lacked a little of was the instinct. Yes. You know, it yeah, was, it was, we, you, Aisha's just talked about don't guess, don't end up in, don't be in C gap when you need to be in A gap. Don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. When you don't have instinct, you guess, you, you hope. You know, those things, those are bad things to have. And they need instinctual linebackers. Well, the instincts here. aren't coachable. I mean, that's something yeah. that you have. You have. It's an innate feeling of the game there. He certainly has it. There's a couple of these linebackers that we've talked about that do, and that's something they certainly are lacking. Well, that's... they missed it with Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch was yeah, that instinct and, and heady and film study. He had all of those elements. And then when that went away, and even there were times in his career where he was looking like, it wasn't there from a physicality standpoint. Mm-hmm. Even in the back half before he got hurt, well, he, he could just see couldn't. It. He could yeah. see it, but he see just it. couldn't get there. My apologies. You missed that completely. My apologies for being late. 
But I if we are we talking about linebackers? Has anybody brought up Colson from, we have not. from Michigan, Michigan? Bring him up. Yeah. So Michigan. we talked a little bit about him yesterday on our show. On, I know. On you you want to? I mean, Colson's a big boy. This is this. Oh, now we're talking size. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Since you're bringing up linebackers again, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay with a little the, bit of the, size. The it's going to be a linebacker the, show. The, well, no, but the <laughs> I'm size. Okay I'm just it. talking about the size of the yeah. guy. Six three, two forty seven. You know, and this guy. I mean, he he played with basically a club left hand the last three or four weeks of the season, and it didn't affect him at, at all. But if you're looking for a big, powerful, thick, lower body guy that can pack a punch, physical downhill player, take a peek at Junior Colston, the linebacker. And I know we say Michigan, and people lose their damn they, mind. They you if you're a that. Cowboy fan, you get if you're a that. fan of another team, take a look at Junior Colston <laughs> from uh, from Michigan. If you're, if you're looking for a physical <laughs> inside linebacker, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta fans, everybody. go ahead and check out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this Buccaneer guy, we, fans, Dolphin fans, yeah, Commanders. Yeah, you exactly. mentioned the club. I mean, you watch him in the national championship game against Washington. Yeah. He's cleaning up and making every he single looks tackle. Crazy, and yeah. he can cover. Yeah, and he can cover. Yeah. So I mean, that's a great name. Have you guys watched? Uh, we, we mentioned linebackers. <laughs> Sorry, I went in here and threw this thing on her on its head. I love Keep what going. you did. You mentioned linebackers with instincts. Here's a guy that I think looks the part, has all the physical tools that you want. I think he lacks that, and that's mm. what holds him back a little bit. And it's Curtis Jacobs, the linebacker from Penn State, six one two thirty five. Curtis Jacobs was watching him, and I'm like, man, there's a lot to like here. He can drop off in coverage. He's got a really good motor. Uh, I mean, the athletic skills, he's twitchy. He can go sideline to sideline, but sometimes I just think he finds himself. He's alert where he's in the right position to fall on fumble recoveries, and he's got a good punch. He's got that peanut Tillman punch to knock the ball out. Mm -hmm. But there's also times where you're seeing him kind of take the wrong angles. He's jumping in the wrong gap. He's kind of getting himself run out of the play. Aisha hates him already. Yeah, so Curtis, he's he's I think there's a lot to like there. And I think a linebacker coach would look at him and be like, man, I can do something with that size and athleticism. Yeah. But you talk about the instincts. I think that's a player. When you compare him with like a Peyton Wilson or a Cedric Gray or a Trotter, some or Colston, some of these yeah. other guys, mm-hmm. he, that, that's what, I, to me, I would drop him compared to those other guys. Yeah, you talk about Curtis Jacobs, Shrine Bowl guy. Yep. I, I kind of see where you're coming from. And you look at his frame, too. I think... If you're going to get a linebacker, the Cowboys specifically, you got to get one that has size. There can't be any size questions. And for me, the guy that kind of stuck out to me from the Shrine Bowl group Mm -hmm. was Darius Muasau out of UCLA. That that was the guy that stood out for me. You talk about instincts. I mean, that guy has it. He He had a red zone interception. uh, Oh, he can cover. Yeah, he he can cover. cover. Zone awareness. Yeah. I want to see him really impressive. Yeah. Whenever I went and looked at his tape after he was impressed in the Shrine Bowl practice, he doesn't hit. He's he's very he's a wrap up heavy guy. He's not a powerful guy. Uh-huh. Nice coverage. I like him in coverage. I like him whenever he's he's going sideline to sideline and patrolling. I want to see him come downhill and put some physicality. Well, my question for you then would be, from a Cowboys perspective, do you want a guy who's better in coverage, or do you want that guy that can come down and really be physical you in might the backfield? Need both of those guys. because you could flip Damone Clark if you have that guy that can be that. Thank but, you. Um, Thank you. It's a question, which I think is what they need question. to do. And yeah, we brought because, this up the, the other day yes. with the Roquan Smith Patrick Queen yes. development. And we're talking about other teams. I think that would help Damone Clark a lot, having a guy like Mouassau. Because this dude cleans up, man. I mean, he's a guy that he's filling gaps. And his ability to shed. I mean, you guys talked to me about this, and I went and watched him the other night. I fell in love. I fell in love watching this player. I mean, his ability to get off blocks is uncanny. Yeah. And, I mean, when you mentioned switching, 
Damone Clark back to his regular position. Um, uh, <laughs> I noticed towards the end of the year, even so, Dan was starting to play him a little closer to the line of scrimmage, and you could see he was a little bit more decisive and, yeah. and, and was slashing and was a little bit more physical. I think you got a little glimpse of what he could be if he's not being asked to be you know, that, that middle linebacker. You're so right. I, I like, want to see him be able to be a little bit more free yeah. and play off of somebody. I think that'll make a difference as well. That's got to be a goal this offseason for this defense, right? Is to push him back into his natural position. Yeah, he deserves that. I, I think he does. I think he deserves the opportunity to play. I mean, I think a lot of people obviously are like, I don't know, I'm over this player, whatever the case may be. But when guys are playing out of position, I don't know about any other position, but linebacker, dog, yeah. it changes everything philosophy-wise for you. Hmm. And so for me, I'm hoping that he is able to get back to his original position so we can see him thrive because I do think this this guy still has the capability to be a good player. You think, like, what's up? You think back to the one game that he had this past year where he was super comfortable playing in position, having a good time doing it, the Jacksonville preseason game when he had yeah. like nine tackles in the first half. Right. And then in the second half, they're like, all right, you're a good guy. Yeah, uh, get, out get out of here. Take your jersey off. <laughs> it was him and DeMarvin Overshot on the field together. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was before he got hurt. So it's, it's, it's meant tough to be to a see. tandem thing, dog. Like it's yeah. it's I mean, we we've talked about it is like the linebackers in this in the NFL that are thriving right now, they are tandems. Mm-hmm. You need you need to be able to play off someone. And 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 again we've talked about Marquise Bell and how well he's played and, and everything he's done, but he's still not a linebacker. He's still so and that matters. Like, He's happy to so happy to be back at safety. He is so. Oh, yeah. There's nobody that's we more happy hap- for him. There's nobody more happy to be the season over. Well, I shouldn't say that because <laughs> nobody wants the season to be over. But he's probably thinking they asked me to do something that I. Well, he has to be proud that he did something that not many people think he could have done. Yeah. Play yeah. linebacker for 13 weeks or so as an undrafted guy yeah. out of. Yeah. It's probably going to make him. FCS. Yeah, he's he's definitely seeing seeing this and getting that experience. I think is going to yeah. help him when he goes yeah. back to safety. Yeah. Well, and yeah. he'll have a di- different defensive coordinator too to to Mercy. talk about. Wait, what? Yeah, let's talk Hold about it. A second. When we come back, it's time for Twitter on the twenty, and we're going to answer some Dan Quinn questions. How does this affect the draft? How does this affect the defense? What are the dominoes that are going to fall from here? When we come back with more of the draft show right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfwis.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus. 
at Lincoln.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or any time you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. Taste you can depend on. This segment is brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers. Mm. Ford is the best in Texas. Me and my wife are going to go to a Ford dealership tomorrow. We're shopping oh, for a bigger car. So Uh-oh. Ford, if you know anybody, Aisha needs a new truck. If you know anybody, if you're out there, <laughs> if you're if you're listening, Ford, Chevy Garage, let us know. Go. You can't say that. It's Ford. We all love Ford. Ford is so. It's the best, <laughs> in, the Texas. best in Texas. I had an expedition for my first car. There it is. And it was great. And it was phenomenal. You. It ran until the wheels fell off. It, did. it, never it had some off. trade in right value, now. my friends. It had some trade. I love my Ford Edge. Value. Yeah. Ford, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. It's time now, Chris Beam, for some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Glad it's back. Glad it's back. Always, always fun. All right. First question has to deal with Dan Quinn. Jeffrey says, Goodbye, my what's friend. the next it's domino to, to fall for Dan Quinn? As the reports came out this morning yeah. that Washington is hiring the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator as their head coach. Are, there are reports we have. An, is it official official? Dan Nick? Quinn? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, official, yeah. Official. It's official, official. As official as yeah. it can be. Yeah. But where does the next domino fall? Jeffrey asks. What do you think? Brian? The defensive staff. I mean, that's 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 where you look at, right? Uh, you look at Al Harris, who has said before that he doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if Dan Quinn's coaching in Alaska, he would go follow him. So yeah. mm. um, you look at that. You look at Joe Witt. Um, if Joe Witt is not, you know, uh, elevated to D.C. here in Dallas, you would kind of look at him to leave. You look at Aiden Dirty as well, mm-hmm. and then you look at Sharif Floyd, who's also on that defensive line staff. I mean, you would have to replace quite a bit. I feel like uh, with with Dan Quinn and what he's able to take, we'll see those dominoes kind of fall over the course of the uh, the next few days. We'll probably have more clarity on that by the time we come back for a Tuesday show um, but yeah it's it, that's that's where you look at immediately and then you start worrying about okay who can you bring in here who has some staff has some connections that uh, can make this defense you know as, as seamless of a transition as possible but also bringing an element to the defense that can be a little bit different to, to have better postseason success. Trayvon Diggs has already put out the campaign for Al Harris his position coach. Oh wow Trayvon Diggs say? put it out there on X he said Al Harris for D.C. Mm-hmm. So that's who he, you know, that that's who he's campaigning for. And I'm a big Al Harris guy. Me too. I, I don't want to lose him. I would rather elevate him than lose him. I think sometimes you got to take a risk and a gamble on these guys, even if you don't think they're ready. You already said it. Scared money don't make money. I'm, right? uh, I, I, I'm, I'm well, willing to do that if it crashes and burns. Yeah, the problem is crash and burns means crash and burns for Mike McCarthy too. But yeah. isn't he kind of in that situation well, anyway? That, that's you know, yeah, that's what you have to think about. You know, you, you have to. No, you, you're, you're absolutely right. 
Um, but, you know, if you're Mike McCarthy, you really have to be very mindful of what you're about to do. Yeah. Because you need to find a way. You, you probably like coaching here. Yeah. You like, you know, you don't, nobody wants to get fired. But see, this is now where the, the and you mentioned the potential dominoes. I think a guy like uh, Joe Witt has to weigh a couple of things here. Could he go be the D.C. with the commanders on a three-year deal, or could he work for a coach for one year? Ooh. Those are the things you have to think about when you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? And you know, the one thing that Dan Quinn has as a, as a bargaining chip is that he's got years, and he can promise years. Yeah. Nobody here can promise me years. No. You know? And so that makes it very difficult. I would keep, it, I'd keep an eye on some outside names. Uh, I keep a name, uh, a name on uh, outside name on uh, Mike Zimmer mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. here. I think Mike Zimmer would absolutely 100% love to come back and help. And you know, and he and Mike competed against each other in Minnesota and Green Bay. Very familiar with his game. Uh, he caused Mike some problems. Sure. Uh, maybe maybe Mike's not a Mike Zimmer guy. You know, but that would be a guy that I would look at. He'd keep you in your four three front. He'd bring you some accountability to your team. He's a tough-minded guy. I'd keep him out of the draft room because times used to drive me absolutely nuts. <laughs> but 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 that's what Mike could bring here. Now, if it is, we'll see what happens with the staff. That probably is your first option. A guy like Wink Martindale, who's out there from the Giants. We've mm-hmm. known him from the Ravens, and then now with the Giants. That's a 3-4 front. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're Mike McCarthy, again, trying to keep my job here, do I want to be changing personnel? Do I want to be having to flip a defense? You know, there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts here uh, that potentially could happen. The, the one, like I said, that makes the most sense to me would be, you know, if, if Mike wants to give Al or one of those guys a chance. Or Joe Witt Jr. Yeah, great, great. Give him a chance. But also know that, you know, it, it's a first-time D.C. And what we've seen what happened the first time O.C., D.C., in uh, Philadelphia this year. Yeah. Those two folks got uh, got let go. No question. Yeah, these are the uh, candidates that I have written down. It'll kind of go up as a hot board type a type content piece on DallasCowboys.com later today. Mentioned Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Um, th- him and McCarthy have a really good relationship. Back when, back when McCarthy was let go by the Packers, Zimmer came out and he said, that's sad. That's a mistake. Yeah. He was very critical of that decision. Ron Rivera, also uh, really tight with Mike McCarthy. He would help you with the Rooney rule. Yep, which you, still, you still have to deal with here, uh, yeah. uh, offensive defensive coordinator. He's also been very good against the run. Now he yeah. had some guys up front that you yeah. could rely on. In yep. Washington to help yep. stop the run. And but we he knows how to do that. We mentioned Al Harris and Joe Witt Jr. Those are the in-house uh, possibilities. I think. I think if you look at those two, Joe Witt Jr. would have to be the favorite in the, as yeah. far as in-house candidates go, mm-hmm. just based on you know his experience, what he's been able to bring, um, and then three guys that are currently unemployed: Bra- uh, Brandon Staley, Wink Martindale, Jack Del Rio. So yeah. um, those are some names you could you can kind of think of. I mean, I mean, I've seen on Twitter Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. What, you know, this is the perfect fit. I don't think it's the perfect fit for Mike. Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel's taking <laughs> yeah. the year off. I think. He is too. That, that's, it it makes sense. Guy. Kind of it my makes sense too. But uh, it would be also, fun. It would be fun. I would and love it. Would it be a that's big also name. three, four kind of guy as well. Yep. Uh, Mike Vrabel is going to add some toughness and discipline, which I think Cowboy fans are craving right now. But I, I, I wonder about that. I think some of the other names that you gave are really good. I did read from our buddy John Mashoda back in 2021. Joe Wood Jr. was talking about his two dream jobs. One was to be the head coach at South Florida. The other is to be the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. I mean, yeah. So maybe he uh, he pushes for that pretty hard so he can accomplish one of those dreams. Yeah, yeah I mean, and also, too, to add to the Joe Witt training, 
I mean, as far as uh, we talk about, you know, you mentioned family and things like that. I know that he has two lovely daughters that he definitely has mentioned, even like um, yeah. like Will McClay, I want to stay here for yeah. my kiddo. And those are other mm-hmm. factors that play into some of these decisions as well to stay put and to, you know, have that stability. So whoever come in here, just, I, I hope that it translates well. Yeah. I'm very, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a definitely kind of, on edge a bit about who it's going to be because not only that it changes how we have to look at yeah. the draft and and how we have to evaluate players and stuff like that but i'm definitely a little like yeah. what's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> along those same lines there's another question on twitter on the 20 ryan asks how bad are scouts sweating trying to figure out who their next defensive coordinator is so brian speaking yeah th- this is where this, it changes things yeah right? this is the problem and this is the ranch you hear me go on about continuity and not wanting to change and mm-hmm. things like that because it does all of a sudden, if you do get a new defensive coordinator and say he is a, a Wink Martindale, who they determine you know, he has a 3-4 history, now you have to determine, okay, the players that I didn't feel like during the year, I have to go back and reevaluate guys that I – that you know, say you go to a school and there's seven players, four more defensive players – they play a 3-4 front, so I can't really look at I'm looking at the corner, and I'm looking at uh, another a linebacker. Yeah. I'm not looking at the defensive line or you know, because it's, they don't fit what we're, our scheme is. Mm-hmm. So, but there's nowadays teams, uh, guys have done a really good job of playing 3-4 front, 4-3 front, you know, kind of mixing the two together. I know for a fact Mike Zimmer, I, I'll never forget, Bill Parcells told him, he goes, you can run this 4-3 defense one more year, but next year you're calling it a 4-3. Mm. Or excuse me, a three four. three four. Yeah, and Mike did, and he went top ten, top ten. You know, and never had called a three four defense in his life. So, those are the types of things these guys can adapt. But for a scout, it's a it's a little bit of a uh, damn. I got to pull back all my notes that I had that I said no, not for us, not for us, not for us. And then now, it's a it's a scramble to to kind of get the the find of those guys. Before I talked to Will McClay yesterday in Mobile, I was curious to see how the scouting department had approached 2020 and Mike McCarthy coming in and having to deal with that kind of change regime because that happened while they were in the middle of this similar yeah. process. Yeah. It happened earlier in the cycle, obviously. But how 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 does how does that kind of factor into a potential DC change? He had said at that time there's an organizational structure to what they do as a scouting department, mm-hmm. what they do as a front office. So whenever I asked him yesterday, I was like, does that kind of play into you know a potential defensive coordinator change? This is the quote that he gave. At the end of the day, when you're looking for players, you're looking for the biggest, strongest, fastest, most, most athletic guys and seeing how they fit into our scheme. Yeah. Whatever that scheme is, we've got to evaluate the players. And if that scheme changes at any point in time, you still have that value as to what guys are and how could, they could potentially fit. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, does that kind of link back to that organizational structure? He was like, yes, absolutely, it does. So I really don't think there's going to be a major change as far as scouting department goes because yeah. they look at all these guys anyway. Yeah, they do. You know, they know, okay, this is a 3-4 guy. I think this guy would be better fit in a 4 2 five, yeah. so on and so forth. So whenever a guy comes in, they just kind of plug in place. I mean, it's it's kind of the beauty of the scouting department yeah. is you don't really have to be so scheme-focused. You can kind of be as wide open as you want to be with it, and you just kind of have different pieces that, that could fit differently. Mm-hmm. I think what makes it interesting for us here on this draft show is a, a different defensive coordinator bringing in a different scheme. we got to look 
look at different guys and how yeah, they could potentially yeah, fit within sure. that. I, these guys, they already have the whole thing mapped out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're much ahead further than all of us even dream about being. So I, I really don't think there's going to be a ton that goes into it, but there's obviously going to have to be some intention and some purpose behind it. Having the cornerstone of Will McClay in that scouting yeah. department, that helps with that continuity. No question. You're talking about. No question. And we've talked about it in this show before. Dan Quinn guys. Oh, he's a Dan Quinn yeah. guy. Long, lanky corner. Oh, he's a speed edge rusher. These guys on the interior. That, that, that'll change. That sort of conversation will change. But like you're saying, it's not going to change a whole lot over there. I did have a conversation yesterday before the news kind of came down with a couple individuals across the building. And I asked them just kind of Dan Quinn. I was like, how much has he helped you guys yeah. in the past? And he said the, the response I got was he can evaluate. He can. A lot of coaches can't. aren't asked to do yeah. it and aren't really yeah. great at it. Yeah. He was saying one thing we'll miss is the fact that he can evaluate players at the top of the level. Right. And if that's the case, you're going to miss that. And you might need a guy like that to come in and fill sure. that void. And then yeah. maybe that's the veteran yeah, decision-making process that you go through. Yeah, yeah. I think you saw that in, in the impact of of the draft. Obviously, he's been his input. But also, too, he can clearly evaluate because if you look at some of the defensive players that are on this team, they – they got better with him here. Like yeah. They they improved with him here. I mean, even a J. Ron Kirst that you brought in, um, say what you want to say, but his first two years here, yeah. this was someone that people considered a journeyman. Mm-hmm. And you got Special some teamer. fantastic yeah. play out of him. Anthony Brown, before he left, I, I felt like he had some of his best years when Dan Quinn got here. I, Deron I just, Bland. Yeah, Deron Bland. I, I think that, yeah, when you talk about evaluating, yeah, for sure, he clearly has it. Even looking at Marquise Bell, he still noticed him. I was he, about to bring up Micah, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Micah as well. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. He put Micah at edge, you yes, know, when, and, and, and yes. I, I'd like to challenge anybody to watch Penn State tape and tell me that he was going to be <laughs> I mean, even edge. seeing even yeah, seeing Tank move and do some three-tech things well, look at some the of the plan. stuff he's doing, we wouldn't have maybe well, that's the right. thing. I think that I think that Will, uh, you know, when you start to talk about Dan, I think Will really respected Dan's ability to go out there, roll up his sleeves, and go shoulder to shoulder with the scouts Heck and yeah. and work and be in you know and be in, in Tuscaloosa and be in Lexington, Kentucky, and well, we be saw in him in Iowa last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dan, Dan is like, okay, give me a list. And tell me when these pro days are. We go work with these. Yeah, and there's a lot of times where these coaches they go and they just don't. They don't want to be. They just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, they just really don't. The one, the best ones I've ever been around, like a Bill Parcells, they want to be in there. They want to be talking about these guys. Yeah, you know, it makes your team better that way. No doubt. And he clearly had a plan for a guy like Overshone, right? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you mentioned the continuity. I think that's why I think a Joe Witt Jr. will probably be the leader uh, for the, for this job. But I think that what he deserves a lot of credit for for here. And we talk about scheme. You talk about what you know does a defensive coordinator want to do? The best coaches. I'm going to figure out how to maximize my talent with what I've got currently, right, with these yeah. players. Let me find a way to put a, this player in a position to succeed. Dan Quinn yeah. did that. Yes, he did. You mentioned a guy like Mike Zimmer, you know, and you know this because you were living this in this building. Yeah. Bill Parcells is like, let's go to a 3-4. Yeah. You got undersized players. You yeah. got Dat Nguyen. Yeah. You got Dexter Coakley. Yeah. You know, and, and what are they doing? They got the number one overall defense on right. a 5-11 and 11 team. That's what makes these great defensive coordinators specialists. Even if I don't have, quote-unquote, my guys, I'm going to find a way to accept with the talent that I currently have. And as long as you got good football players, which I think is what this draft process is all about, you find a way to make this, this work. This team will always have good football players because the scouts do a great job here. They really, really do. They, 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 it was a little bit of a stumble. We'll see what happens with this last class. But th- this, this class, you never have to worry about this group tanking. Yeah. Because yeah. they will always, if they, as long as they let them pick players, <laughs> they will find players. 
this group will do that. Yeah, the talent is there, but when we're talking about who's going to be the new defensive coordinator, the scheme is what has whooped your tail. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So that's what I'm. And you're going to see that at. scheme twice a year now in Washington. You will oh, see it course. across the way. Yeah, it's going to be. How about that? It's four times a year, you're going to see Mike McCarthy versus one of his former coordinators. You're going to see him against Kellen yeah. Moore twice a year. You're going to see him against Dan Quinn twice a year. Mm-hmm. Interesting couple of uh, yeah. games coming up this year. I do want to fit in a draft-specific question. James Jackson asks, who would be the bigger impact in Dallas if he was taken in the first round? Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon, center, or Byron Murphy the second. Defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman out of Texas. God, he's good. Yeah, this is a fun one. I, I had saw uh, seen that reply whenever I uh, saw that you <laughs> tweeted that out, and I was like, I know he's going to bring this one up. I knew it. Um, for me, it's going to be Powers Johnson. I, I think I think he's a guy that can be a, a, a multi-year starter at center from day one and, and be really efficient and really good at it. I love Byron Murphy. I think he could be awesome as a defensive tackle. I, I think you need a guy with a little bit more size if you're looking at the Dallas defense, but I still think Byron Murphy is a guy that will be a potential all-pro one day. I mean, it's it's like it's it's picking between two angels here. I mean, this See, is... But is Jackson Powers Johnson going to be an all-pro one day? I, I think he has that I potential. Think, okay. I'm saying like both of these guys have that potential. potential. Both okay. of these guys are young. They're both coming out uh, early. I, 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 you can't go wrong with either of those picks. But based on what Dallas needs today, I, I'm, I'm taking Jackson. Give me a shot. position that that would make you think differently over the center. Yeah. Okay. Give me a position. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give me a legit Wilson. linebacker, but there's well, okay, not one in this not class. One. There's okay. not one in this class. Okay. So there's not. You don't have a linebacker that's that you would take mm-hmm. that's better than the center. Mm-hmm. How about an offensive tackle? Yeah, that's that's the question, too. If he slips to 24, do you take a tackle or do you take the center? And I, I think there's a couple of interesting things you run into there. One, if you don't take a tackle in the first round, or, yeah. the second, or you're not going to get a good one at 56 yeah. or past. So like, if you need a tackle in this draft, you got to get it at 24. You're already on the edge at 24 of getting you're already, some exactly, of those guys. So. Exactly. But if you wait on taking the center, then you have an opportunity to take a Zach Frazier or to take a Bo Limmer or yeah. a Cedric Van Pran mm-hmm. Granger yeah. later on. Yeah, you'd have to develop those guys a little bit, yeah. but you still have kind of options in, in-house with T.J. Bass, Brock Hoffman, etc. that you can work at center, whereas tackle, I think there's more of a need there. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting. It's an interesting conversation that I'd be curious to know what the people across the hall think about it. No, Scout, you got somebody... You. I agree with you. No, I, I was just going to say I agree that I think that the interior depth... I can't pull you off the center? The, I think the interior depth is better. It's, it's, it's better than what the tackle depth is uh, later in the in the rounds or whatever. We already talked about some of the guys we even saw at the Shrine Bowl and some of what they were able to do. But I, the center position is I'm I, I'm not I'm not swaying on that. I'm mm. sorry. You're not going to move. No, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the center position is very very. I, fi- uh, very I feel very strongly important. about it right now. And and I think that, that he's a, he, Jackson Powers Johnson. I think is a special player. I think for me the one that I would kind of maybe defensive end. Uh, I still think that might be a sneaky need for this football I team. Agree. And if you have somebody that slides down to you that we are not expecting, whether mm-hmm. it is a Jared Verse or a Chop Robinson or a Latu, maybe it's because of medicals, yeah. mm-hmm. those are players I would look at and say, darn, they're available at 24. That's probably going to be the best player on my board. I'm pulling the trigger. And it's important. I think when you talk about edge, I think this past year you looked at the Cowboys and you said, okay, well, I- and also too with Dan Quinn leaving, like there's some guys that came here specifically for him yeah. that play yeah. defense, like a Dante Fowler and those guys. I, I am very curious to see how they attack Edge because I do think it's it's about time to maybe 
get some production there um, outside of the gentlemen that have been uh, doing what they do. Well, and also, are you retaining Dorrance Armstrong? Yeah. That's, I mean, what, that's, I'm that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It feels Fowler. about that time of like. It's it's tough for me to justify what? the depth at tackle position here in this draft uh-huh. to take anything else. Okay, like that's, that's fair. I would well, take Well, because you're going to get such a run in the first round on tackle. Exactly. And, and that's, I hear that's that. What I mean, if, if a guy is there and the Cowboys say, hey, oh, we like this guy. Stop playing with me. I'm down for it. I mean, if they evaluate an offensive tackle, I don't think anybody should be doubting their vision for that player. Morgan out of Arizona, Guyton out of Oklahoma, Jackson Powers Johnson Mm -hmm. out of Oregon are all on the board at 24. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jackson Powers Johnson. Okay, so you're staying with center. Center. Yeah, center. Would you still stay there? Center. You're staying there? Yeah, Yeah. I mean... I think this I'd is also the take most Randy balanced Barton player. Over those dudes too. Yeah. All of them, uh, except for maybe Pound. Yeah, I think yes, all of them. Yeah. Well, well hold up. There. There's a different. Powell. That's a different conversation. See, here's the deal. Graham Barton's not. Been I, love, I love how right? positive he is so right now. Jackson, he has a huge Jackson Powers Johnson is getting all this love, and and I and he deserves it. And I yeah. think the position flex is something that's really intriguing to me. Who's the better athlete? But there's Powers Johnson's the better athlete Jackson than Graham Barton. Barton. I think Powers Johnson's is stronger. I think Barton's a better athlete because wow. he played left. See, I I think Powers Johnson. I don't is think, personally. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if he can play left I think Barton's got a little bit more nastiness. Why isn't Joe Alt getting any love here? Oh no! Oh, Joe Alt's the. the oh, I just don't yeah, think yeah. Joe Alt's sniffing your. Yeah. I don't want to make a That's like talking about Caleb Williams yeah. here. Yeah. You need to go talk to Dan Quinn at two. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, hell yeah! If you want to move up yeah. to go get we, Joe Alt, Aisha, we can do that. If there, a, if there is a run, if there is a run, do you even consider? Because again, we're talking about tackle. Yeah. Hey, Terrence Steele came back. Yeah. Do you even if if the board falls and everybody's gone, do you even look at an Amarius Mims? Because he does. He's they, a, they yeah, he's think, so intriguing they think he to me. has they think he has flex to be he does. right side and left side. He just doesn't have a great body of work. He just hasn't yeah. played a lot. Limited. But eight games. But you look at his athleticism whole, I mean, yeah. the sky's the limit for this. Sell you can mold him into what Sell you it. want. So what do you got? Sell it. No, nah, I mean <laughs> I mean the, the size is crazy. Tread. Yeah, I mean the size is crazy. I, I really like his initial punch. This it's, is the Georgia kid, right? Georgia kid, yeah. Yes. I was looking at him because I was trying to figure out like why is this punch so strong? I will say he does have times where I don't know if this is what he's been taught to do or whatever, but he punches with two hands sometimes. Yeah. He's trying to put people on their, on their ass. Yeah. Um, he's effective when pulling. He's super athletic in space, like no, you guys said. He drives preach. off the ball uh, with strength. Um, he hasn't played. Uh, he hasn't played a ton, mm-hmm. you know, like we talked about. But yeah. his best year was what in twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he he put together some good some good games there. Yeah. Quick setter with fantastic foot quickness laterally. Um, I think he can work on his awareness, but I, I think he has a solid solid recovery and can mm-hmm. disengage. He can help in space, too. He can help out his buddy. I, Yo, I, I want him to be a little stronger finishing blocks in the run game, and but his his hand placement and stuff is his there. His hand's good. Like the, the, the basics of what you're looking for from this position is there. It just depends on what people decide. I mean, he really showed up. He showed up at the right time. Yeah. If you're going to show up up instead of show you can play the playoffs is probably the right time Definitely. so i mean i know a lot of people are like i'm scared it's he yeah, put on his big boy draws in the, in the playoffs let's yeah. let's take a look at the player and see and if it and and are you a coach or are you not mm. all right i like how that how do you feel about yeah. it yeah. His, i suffer from comparison syndrome like no, whenever you're gonna, you're i do the compar- same thing you're gonna do the kid that the, that the giants have uh no 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 no, no. i i no, no, no. I, 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 I suffer from comparison syndrome. Whenever I look at somebody, and I know this is a great somebody that I have in my hand right here. I see another but person. But there's a greater somebody that I feel like is the same product of this realm, and that is 
J.C. Latham for me. Like if I'm looking okay. at a Marius Mims, oh, just about J.C. Latham, Latham, I just feel Alabama. like it's a better version of a Marius Mims. I just think Latham is a that's, right tackle for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you probably have a little Mims, bit more versatility Mims, with Mims. Mims, I think, can yeah. be a left tackle. J.C. Latham's a guy we haven't talked about a lot because I don't yeah. think he's making it to 24. Yeah. But you talk about another dude who's violent. Well, if he's a right tackle only, if, if scouts seem the same way you Maybe. are, could that be a slide? That could be. But then again, what are you going to do if you're the Cowboys? Because Take now the best you're, player you're on the board. pretty locked into Terrence yes, Steele. I, I mean, it, it's likely that Latham yeah. for me would be. Yeah. Uh, we talk about some depth, and this is a guy that I know you've written about, and he's here in Frisco right now for the Shrine Bowl. That, in, that does intrigue me. South Dakota State's Garrett Greenfield. Yeah. All right, that's another big boy. What round are we talking about? I, he's that's, a, that's I, fifth, fifth round probably. grade is exactly yeah, okay. what I wrote All down. Right. All right. So that's a guy you talk about depth if you don't attack tackle early. But I think he projects to me as an ideal backup swing tackle that can possibly be a starter for you. Because he's played the first two years he played on the right side, then moved over to the left side. But powerful punch. I mean, there are some times he is literally getting one hand on an edge and he is dropping to the ground. I mean, the <laughs> Dude is violent and strong, and to me, the tandem blocks are good. He's got really long arms. He's an intriguing late day three prospect for me. Garrett Greenfield, offensive tackle for South. If you're State. looking at him though as a as a potential swing tackle and a possible starter later yeah. in his career, you may have to go higher than the fifth because those are Maybe. so valuable, and these teams value these these tackles so much higher. Yeah, so that may be a fourth round guy that you just have to take a, a, a pick on. Can I interest anybody in a corner? Yeah, throw it at us. I'm interested. Go ahead. <laughs> Kid Mitchell from Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about CB1. CB1. Okay. See, I think wow. Arnold does he, does is. He, Mitchell's number two for me. It's, it's, it's right Mitchell? there. It is right yeah. there. I'll give you that. It is right there. But, it, man, he had an awesome week. He had a phenomenal week in Mobile. Oh, his um, tape's good, too. Gosh, man. He's he's fun. He's a technician. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the biggest in the world. He doesn't have the longest arms in the world. Yeah. But he's he has that natural corner frame. Sure. And he is a technician. And it's beautiful to see that come out of Toledo. Is this a weak quarterback class? Corner? Corner. Man, I've seen some good ones. Okay. There's some good ones. Now, there, there's some guys that are kind of slightly built. You know what I mean? Slight, like, you know, 178 kind of guys. Yeah. 180s, you know. I'll tell you what. I watched a kid the other night. I don't know if you guys have done this. All, oh, where'd I go? Where'd my guy go? Um, the Penn State corner. Uh, King? Kalen King? King. Yeah. yeah, King's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's 5'11", 191. I mean, this guy will— Long arms, though. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, he is a—Kalen King, if you haven't seen him, take take a peek at him. He wears number four for Penn State. But I get back to it, though. Could a, could a corner pull you off a tackle? No. Could a corner pull you off a center? No. Absolutely could a corner not. pull you off an edge? Yes. <laughs> okay. It could pull me off an edge. Yeah, I, I, I think, see what you guys are doing on now. Which corner it depends, it is. Like you guys, are, you guys are looking for a plug and play offensive t- alignment, is what you're looking for. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly what I think. Because okay you know that that this team knows how to draft plug and play linemen. Right, but I, I think also you, think the value matches kind of where they're drafting right yeah. now. But to your point, if a Mitchell slid, and I put this in my notes, you guys call me crazy. He reminds me of Deron Bland. You're crazy. I think there are similarities yeah, I, I in both that. of their games with the way that they attack the football and and their build a little bit and the way that they move. I think I, I was like Mitchell, dang. There's something about him. Deron Bland kind of stands out. Okay, Mitchell uh, from Toledo or Murphy, Texas defensive tackle. Mm. Oh, that's that's yeah, I'm, I'm taking Murphy. You're taking I'm, Murphy. Taking, I'm, I'm taking, taking Murphy. Murphy. To me, I think Byron yeah. Murphy's the only first round defensive tackle. 
I think he goes top 15. I think Newton oh, can slip I like, in. I think Murphy's a top 15. But I wouldn't put a first round Murphy. Yeah, I wouldn't put a first round grade. I do like Sweat a lot as like a like a back end first round guy. But who did he break in half yesterday? Was that Arkansas? It was in Arkansas. Bo Limmer. Man, that's a tough one. That was Sweat who did that. I love Bo Limmer though, man. He fights and he competes his rear off, and he's a little smaller. He's got some limitations, but he's got natural leverage for me. Yeah, like Bo Limmer's until he plays a 362 pound guy. Well, what's unfortunate? He battled T Sweat pretty well. What's unfortunate? about it yeah. on Tuesday, whatever day one of practice was, he put sweat in the ground. Yeah, He's yeah. the only one yeah, that we put didn't sweat see that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't we, see that. Yeah, you see the very next day, by Murphy. you see Limmer on his backside, and it's just, that's tough. I got a safety that's interesting me right now. Can we do it after the yes, break? Yes, we can. Let's take our second break. We're going to continue this conversation. So I love it. It's not Buller. I also want to bring up a, another offensive guard that might be some depth there for the Cowboys if they're looking in the later rounds. More of the draft show coming up in a matter of moments. Hi, Drew Pearson, former Dallas Cowboy and now Pro Football Hall of Famer here. If you're struggling with your vision and tired of those contacts and glasses, don't throw a Hail Mary. Go where I went. Laser Care Eye Center, the official LASIK partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Drew, thank you so much for trusting us with your vision correction procedure. At Laser Care Eye Center, we offer six different vision correction procedures to help patients see. Check them out at dfwis.com. Tell them Drew sent you. Hood, hood. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Enjoy excellent dining, boutique shopping, and exciting events in the Star District in Frisco. Featuring dozens of North Texas's best restaurants and shops, plus a calendar full of family-friendly events. There's always something to do, shop, dine, and do again inside the Star District. Visit thestardistrict.com for more info. Of course, the Star District hosting the Shrine Bowl tonight. East-West Shrine Bowl getting started 7 o'clock Central Time on NFL Network. We'll be out there, and we're also going to have an extra show tomorrow as well. Talk to me. We're going to have an extra draft show at 11 a.m. 
a.m. Central Time to break down the final Senior Bowl practice, get the film in, kind of break that down as well, and then, of course, take a deep dive into the Shrine Bowl and what happens tonight. We've got Zach Wolchuk, Nick Harris, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, Aisha, you talked about a safety. I want to hear about the safety you wanted to bring up. All right, so last year we realized, like, man, Maryland has a nice little – program up mm-hmm. there they do what, they do a nice job what they doing up there they got some tough got some guys up there talk about this one. Yeah. yeah 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 you know where i'm going with this um what's this uh, is it bo bo brady bo brady okay it's a great it's a football name, name. Bo brady. i watched it is That's a dope awesome. name but when i watched him i feel like he gives me those brian branch vibes from last Ooh. year where it's like okay this guy can play close to the line of scrimmage. He's heady. He's rangy. He has great instincts. I like his read and reaction time. Um, he's not afraid to to be a blitzer either. I, I really he's he's stout versus the run, and um, I, I also feel like his. I wonder if people worry about his size a little they bit. They did branch too. Yeah, but he's so tough. He, he's yeah. he's a little bit of a Looney Tune, yeah. uh, and I <laughs> like that about him. What do you think about the player? I. I I yeah. got Brian Branch vibes when I watched him. The first time I, you just see him everywhere, and you like, dog, who is this guy? Yeah. One thing I who remember about Branch was the corner safety flex. Can yes. he play yeah. both? Maybe. Again, I wonder if people worry about him not being like he's he's twitchy, but he's not super big. What mm. what did he weigh in at and stuff? Uh, I don't have that. But That's I, okay. I would keep him at safety Two personally. Two ten. Six one two ten. I I I would keep him at safety. It it is big enough. I would keep him at safety just because of his instincts. And I I think rangy too. He's long. Super rangy, super long. I I I, talking to uh, one of the DB coaches that on the team he's on, either national or American, I forget. Um, they said I said of all the DBs, who's the one that's impressing you the most off the field? And it was Bo Brady. Talk about it. Um, so uh, (laughs) he's he's impressing them. He's impressing teams in formal interviews as well. Uh, This is a really smart player. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you see that in the run game during team drills yesterday uh, there was a there was an opportunity where he was identifying a run play pre-snap and already getting a head start and he blew up a gap and would have had a two three yard loss uh, tackle for loss on that play i this is I, I really like bo brady when it comes to instincts and being able to have that range both in the pass game but in the run game as well yes this is a guy i really like too he maryland be, right yeah yes. he, he impressed me this, this week they are well His coached. Upper body is huge. they're well coached up there in yeah. maryland i, I think we got to give that Savage. program it's a some, maryland kid you know, we got to give that Backers. program some credit because they've they've been pushing out some good dbs i um as far as him i i definitely feel like this might be one of the only safeties i've seen so far that i think could maybe go late first if, if mm. people somebody decided to just because of what he does in the run game too doug i mean you just can't you can't, and he also is effective as a blitzer. Yeah. So you're getting so much from him. I, I I'm curious to see how much. Can I interest for that you? Insight, cause I love Cameron Kitchens too. <laughs> if we're talking late first round guys, I, I still Kitchen's good. I, I'm I'm not completely sold on him being a first rounder just yet. I, I would love to see him move a little bit more at combine, but man, I I love his tape. Okay. It's it's one of the most fun tapes. Can I've I seen interest all year. in Jaden Hicks from Washington State? I haven't watched him yet. Jaden Hicks. Tell huh? me about him. Yeah. Now tell us about him. These, these are one of those players that's always around the ball. You guys need to watch this cat. Mm-hmm. Number 25 at Washington State. He's 6'3". He's 210 pounds. He makes a ton of plays where he's at the right place, right time. Angles, adjustments, strong, aggressive tackler. He's a physical player in every sense of the word. He doesn't back down from any challenges. He'll carry receivers that are faster than him out of the slot. Uh, he does a great job of the physical skills to make stops. He tracks the ball as a defender. He gets his eyes around to make plays. He's, he has no problem matching up with bigger receivers or tight ends. 
He's a high effort. You can tell the game is important to him by the way he mm-hmm. plays. You can watch his tape. But uh, give Jaden Hicks, 6'3", 210 pounds, Washington State, number 25, give him a, a peek if you can in your scouting world. I will. Yeah, if we're, we're going to stay in the, the secondary. I, I wanted to come back with a full report on Chris Abram's strain after this past week. <laughs> was not the biggest fan of his as far as tape goes. I It was more so on the top of rounds. Please tell me he was, played better. Uh, he played awesome yesterday. There we go. I told Kyle he this on the phone awesome. yesterday. He's 178 pounds, though. Yeah, he's physical. Tiny. He plays so much more bigger yeah, than that. That's good. Um, there's a couple of clips on my Twitter. If y'all are interested, Get him in the weight room. take, we'll take a work. look at it. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a couple of really good reps yesterday, but... I told this to Kyle on the phone yesterday. If he can keep everything in front of him, yeah. I like him. I, yeah. He's physical. He's he's good yeah. at, uh, with his with his feet work. Once he has to turn his hips and go behind him, yeah. uh, he's a liability. So I, yeah. I think it would take a little bit of development in that range. That's why I kind of have him as an early day three guy. That's what, what I put my initial grade on him. I'm going to have to go back now after Senior Bowl and kind of reevaluate everything. But I, I liked what I saw from him after not really loving his tape going into Senior Bowl. Missouri's got a couple of corners you can work on. Yeah. yeah. Is, he, is that they teachable, do. though? Like flexible? hips i know we've talked about it a lot that's mom and dad i feel like that's what you gotta get to right that's mom and dad you uh, can train for stuff like that and sure. try and, and work on you know sometimes some guys are tight that way but missouri's yeah. and they're impressing me they no no they really oh, no they, 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 yeah. They, yeah. yeah but that they got that edge that right co- that cody schrader is, is nice too. oh didn't oh. have a great week at senior he didn't have a good week i, I heard he some unfortunate okay? news as well about cody schrader just as far as like evaluations from scouts and things throughout Aww. the nfl so no. it was a tough week a great story though it's been a tough a week for schrader started as a walk-on ray davis is looking good kentucky he looked good he looked really good i i'm not i'm not dumping schrader just yet i think he's he could still be a productive back just no, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think it was just a tough week. And, and okay. Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina, th- th- there we're talking a little bit more terminal. Yeah. Um, th- it, he came in two inches shorter than expected, um, had a really rough first day, had a couple of drops. Mm-hmm. He rebounded yesterday with a strong yeah, day. I'm not giving up on him just yet because I think his his long speed is really impressive. Yeah. Um, but I, I – there's a there's a uh, he's dropped he's dropped considerably since he's he's a little shorter than we thought too yeah, yeah he came yeah. in two inches shorter than than expected he was supposed to be about six three came in about six foot and five eighths i think yeah. is what it what it came in as so thanks south carolina <laughs> yeah they're talking about him as like a debo type weapon because huh. he has these thick thighs and he has this up. long speed yeah. um it's it's an interesting comparison yeah, based on those guy at western kentucky yeah malachi corley as well yeah, I, yeah sure. a little little bit shorter on that end but yeah. still yeah very yeah. M- very much same trait I think I think you look at the past couple of drafts. Teams are trying to find that versatile weapon right. that you they can kind of use like Debo. Yeah, exactly. And mm. and you 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 look at you look at how teams start to evaluate based on certain players that are popping in the NFL, and it's it's a fascinating case study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking in that last segment about guys standing out mid round, guys that you're talking about the the unteachable traits and things like that. One of the more viral clips from the Senior Bowl this past or during the Wednesday practice was. Offensive guard, uh, I'm already forgetting his name, Christian Haynes from UConn, getting his helmet ripped off, but he stayed in the rep and he finished through. I'm interested to hear what you thought about him Who overall. Who filmed that rep? I'm you curious. filmed it. Yeah, you filmed it. <laughs> Six foot two, Who 320 pounds is, is what he's measured at. Yep. UConn players, so not great competition, but in terms of what I've seen just in limited tape, I like his footwork. He has light feet for a 320-pounder overall. This was one of the offensive linemen that I watched 
first whenever i started to crack down okay i'm going to start focusing really on draft stuff in like october actually i think i mentioned it on the g-bag show at least once yeah christian you, you dropped a christian haynes i wow. like christian haynes i do i and i i, I like that they're using that versatility with him and giving him a, a few center reps this week in mobile he looks natural doing it i think there's gonna have to be a little bit more mechanic stuff as far as um uh, uh snapping the ball goes uh-huh. but i'm not worried about that i he he looked awesome this week he's got a great base he's he's got a, like a thick mid midsection yeah but I, it works it works yeah. it's that guard thickness yeah. that you I just like love to gut. see in the interior i do too <laughs> i i want my interior guys to have that thick I'm gut cool i that. want them to have a water burger once or twice a week you know i that's i, I like i, I like what baby. christian haynes is Cooper doing baby rocks that big gut too mm. yeah that's that's kansas the state. Yeah. that's yeah. the man he's, i love farming area he's bigger than than haynes is because <laughs> baby boy. from kansas state is six foot four three thirty five and, and he started i mean he's trying to pull the trifecta out there we're at guard tackle and center during his time at k-state he's a position flex too he's had like 2,000 snaps too yeah, he's he plays yeah, I love Cooper BB I hated that we couldn't see him this weekend in Mobile that that hurt my it that hurt my soul but hurts me. it hurt me last year when I thought he was coming he's out, coming out. Yeah. just kidding <laughs> he's not uh there's so. plenty plenty to talk about him we'll talk about him tomorrow how about that we'll we'll give a Cooper BB rundown yes and these gentlemen at the Shrine Bowl because there are some sleeper guards yes. oh I like this in this place yeah, let's talk I about agree. it I let's agree. talk about it seven o'clock tonight Shrine Bowl from the star in Frisco we'll be there to break it down for you tomorrow 11 a.m central time here on the draft show for Zach Wolchuk Nick Harris Brian Broadish Aisha Morrison Chris Beam in the back I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long we'll see you tomorrow on the draft show <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?